Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. I am in the meeting. I, I can see you with your team. Uh, you, are, you are in the meeting with your team. Welcome to the meeting. Thank you very much. Um, do we have any apologies, Sia, uh, before we start? Yes, Chair, the standing apology from um, Honorable Wilma Nuvotrachim. That I'm aware of. No, that's fine. That's a, that's a standing apology, and uh, she's recovering very well. Uh, no, thank you for that. Uh, I see a hand of Eva Moluzzi. I don't know who that is. Yeah, yes, thanks, uh, Chair, and good morning, uh, members. Uh, I just wanted to indicate that I'm here for the Department of Health. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Let's get straight to it, uh, honorable members. Uh, Acting uh, National Commission, like you Sorry, to. Chair. Yes, yeah. I see the honorable DM is um, joining, has just joined. Uh, yes. yes. I yeah. see the, the DMJ has just joined. Yes, Chair. Okay, fine. Uh, welcome, uh, Deputy Minister Olomisa Adilizindab. We're just about to start, so you were lucky that we, before we start, you joined. Would you like, to, you make, would you like to make some brief uh, comments, uh, remarks, and then hand over to your team to take us through the presentation which we have received? I'm sorry, Chairperson. Were you saying you are going to make remarks or do you expect me to make the remarks? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I'm sorry for being uh, a few minutes late in joining the meeting. I made the mistake of relaxing a bit uh, in the belief that uh, our team is led by the minister himself. Uh, I was not made to understand uh, he might not be in a position to do so himself, and I'm sorry about that. But, Chairperson, uh, basically, uh, there is nothing new except the numbers that is contained in this uh, uh, presentation today regarding uh, the matter of uh, state patients in our correctional centers. The Department of Justice, through the courts, continues to send uh, mentally ill people uh, to our centers, merely on the basis that uh, they had been charged with uh, the commission of certain crimes, and as a result were brought to court. And then in the processes of the workings of the court, it had to be uh, decided that they must be taken for mental observation while they are still in our custody as awaiting child prisoners or remandees. Now, after the reports have been given to courts that uh, these people are not in a position to stand trial because of their mental state, then the court would decide that uh, therefore they are not in a position to stand trial and as a result, they must be taken to somewhere else 
ideally, Chairperson, I think the honorable members uh, will understand and agree. A person who is uh, mentally ill is supposed to be taken to a mental hospital for treatment. It is not supposed to be taken anywhere else. The only reason they are associated with the correctional center is because they had been in detention, in awaiting trial. Now that they are not awaiting any trial, they are not convicted and sentenced, there's no basis for them to be in our courts. I mean, to be in our centers because we are not a mental institution. We are a correctional services center and therefore they should be taken. So I think the bill, uh, the, the provision in the Criminal Procedures Act uh, ought to be considered maybe by the Department of Justice and ourselves as correctional services. Also maybe the portfolio committee should show an interest in that as to what is the reasonableness of taking a person who is mentally ill to a correctional center instead of taking him uh, to a mental institution. What is the difference between such a person who is at home and the one who is uh, under the control of the courts? That one will be taken to a correctional center while the other one will be taken to a mental institution just because he was at home when it was decided that uh, the person ought to go to a, a mental institution. But nonetheless, uh, as had uh, been indicated previously, the Department of Correctional Services is in engagement with the Department of Health to ensure that uh, the requisite assistance is uh, provided. Uh, we are able to say, as the presentation will indicate, uh, we are doing much that we can uh, to ensure that these people are getting the treatment that they deserve in spite of the fact that they are in our custody. Even if we don't have the full complement that we need, even though we do not of personnel in terms of psychiatrists and so on, uh, we are uh, doing uh, the best that we can for this, uh, 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 for these um, state patients in our care. The, the shortage of beds continues to be a problem as much as it is a problem for the health centers themselves outside of our correctional facilities. Uh, with those few as Jefferson, I request you to allow me to hand over to the leadership of the department to make the presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Deputy Minister. Thank you for those uh, opening remarks and uh, they're very helpful to lead into this discussion. Uh, Acting uh, National Commissioner and your team. Now, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, greetings, and uh, let me thank the, the Deputy Minister for the, the opening remarks. Um, we request that uh, Dr. Siakizu from the team, management team of the department, the healthcare services uh, um, uh, chief directorate under incarceration and corrections branch, uh, makes the presentation, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you, National Commissioner. Uh, greetings, the Chairperson and uh, Deputy Minister and the Portfolio Committee. Uh, we will be taking 
I'll be presenting the state of the portfolio, the state of the state number of state patients in our facilities, as outlined in the presentation. Uh, the presentation has the outline where we look at the purpose as uh, the problem statement as outlined. The main purpose of this uh, presentation is to brief the portfolio committee on the management of state patients within our correctional centers. The, the biggest the problem uh, statement is that the number of declared state patients in our country and even globally continues to increase due to the increased number of um, mental health care users and also worsened by the COVID-19 pandemic and other communicable diseases like HIV and AIDS, where we find that um, there's a lot of relapses of uh, the state patients of mental health care users and the type of crime that is committed leading to those patients committing crime and end up in our facilities as declared patients, uh, declared state patients. We also experience as a country a challenge of non-availability of uh, beds in the designated mental health care institution and the impact, this impact is negatively affecting correctional services as now the Department of Correctional Services is expected to hold and house those uh, mental health care users within our facilities. And as an introduction, we say, like the state patients, like any other new admissions in our facility, they have access to, uh, on admission, there's a baseline assessment that is conducted for us to be able to identify all the healthcare needs of this particular uh, person coming into our facility and also to look for any mental health care uh, illnesses or any other comorbidities that this um, person might be coming inside. So access of healthcare is based on the needs and for the state patients, uh, the access of the mental health care is in collaboration with the designated mental health care institutions. We also um, having where the Mental Health Act is saying Within 14 days, all the state patients that are admitted in correctional facilities should be transferred to the designated mental health care institutions. And you find that sometimes on admission, these um, state, uh, declared state patients should come with the three documents, the court order, the charge sheet, and the psychiatrist court, where which will then those three documents will be forwarded to the National Department of Health for issuing of a mental health care uh, MCH. A23 form, which would indicate at which um, designated mental health care institution will this um, declared state patient be admitted. So a, a bed will be booked, and then ideally within 14 days, they should be out of our personal uh, uh, facility and transferred to the designated mental health care institution. And the, the Criminal Procedures Act. The Criminal Procedure Amendment Act of 2017, Act Number Four of 2017, indicated that while where a state patient is declared, that person should be temporarily accommodated uh, in a correctional facility, uh, in the health facility of a prison where a bed is not immediately available in the psychiatric hospital, 
and be transferred as soon as the bed becomes available. Like, as the statistics will show, we find that majority of the patients, like we say, they are in our facility for more than the stipulated for 14 days, as there's a, limit, a limited number of available beds. So what interventions have we done so far? Uh, since our, the last engagement with the portfolio committee in May 2021, as requested, and uh, communication was forwarded to the DG of Health in May and, uh, 2021 and again in, in August 2021, requesting an intervention of the admission of the dead uh, state patients in the designated mental health institution. And again, furthermore, requesting an engagement with the DG uh, of Health on the backlog experience in the DCS facility. And we need to indicate that there's continuous engagement with the National Department of Health, especially the forensic units, and also with the designated mental health institutions regarding the availability of beds for the removal of those state patients that are kept within our facilities so that they can be transferred to the designated mental health institutions. Um, the next slide is looking at the admissions and transfers of state patients since the last portfolio, the meeting of the 10 May up until the 28th February 2022. When we, uh, in May uh, 2021, we had 123 state patients in our facility with the Free State and the Eastern Cape leading. Uh, with uh, Eastern Cape State 1 and Free State 33, and Limpopo and Northwest uh, provinces having two each. And we need to indicate that there were no state patients in the Western Cape, um, because in most cases, majority of the declared state patients uh, go in the Western Cape, go straight to the designated mental health institution. That is where we do not have any uh, state patients from the Western Cape. And the number of admissions that we had, we had the highest number of admissions in the fifties, and also in the uh, case that end with 59, followed by Eastern case. So we had a total of 158 new admissions over and above the, the, the ones that were already declared and in our facility. And with the transfers, I need to indicate that uh, um, the number of transfers will be those that were transferred out of our facility um, from our correctional facility straight to the mental health institution and does not uh, indicate the number of state patients that were, went to court and never returned from court and that admitted from the court uh, straight to the, the designated mental health institution. That is where we find that there will be some discrepancies in the number that are currently available. As currently we have, as of the 28th of February, we have the highest number in free state, where we have 42 in the free state, followed by Mpumalanga with 34, and the Northern Cape with 19 state patients. Currently we have 119 uh, state patients in our facility. We need to, like we, uh, I said, the other difference would be especially with the free state and housing. The difference would be one of our facilities in, in uh, falls uh, in Hulpen, it falls in the Department of Health, it falls under the province and in correctional services uh, in Hulpen province, but in correctional uh, services, it falls in the free state. Okay. So that is why 
those numbers, some of the numbers that are the difference of those two in the free state were accounted for in Gauteng. So there will be those differences. And we had those in the state that end region uh, where those um, about 14 who were went to court and never returned from court. And upon follow up, we found that they were admitted straight from court to the designated mental health institution. So those are the discrepancies in, in that is why we, we, we have been currently the 119 and you can account for all the 119 in our facility. In terms of the achievement, like we say a significant number of uh, 150 were transferred to designated mental health institutions from May, the last uh, control of meeting, up until the end of February 22, uh, with pre state uh, leading with 49 transfers and Eastern Cape 40 and KZN with 37. We also just, to, especially in the Northwest province, all the uh, three state patients that were declared from, the, from May up until uh, February were all transferred to the Department of Health mental institution within a month. So there are instances where the 14 days is applicable, especially in areas where, like we mentioned in the Western case, in areas where they are meeting sort of the short-term uh, mental health state uh, patients and they are able to transfer out. And the one big achievement is that that constant collaboration with the National Federal Health the Forensic Unit uh, where we constantly engage to ensure that the state patients are transferred to the designated mental health institution. And we are also engaging the provinces and also correctional services for to ensure seamless transfer of those um, state patients. The other achievement is that we, as a department, conducted a, a training in collaboration with the National Department of Health Forensic Unit where we, the two teams from the healthcare services and the National Department of Forensic Unit, we moved in all the six regions and ensured that all the nine provinces were covered, uh, where we integrated um, training of the officials who are dealing with the mental health care users in the DCS facility. The training integrated um, the Criminal Procedure Act uh, 51 of 1977 as amended and also the Mental Health Care Act and the Correctional Services Act, as I mentioned. And the challenges that we are facing at the moment is those continuous admission of newly declared state patients and facilities and the unavailability of beds in the designated mental health institution. And sometimes even a, 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 a patient who is a person who is clearly a patient would be sentence from the court to come for admission in correctional services instead of being them be redirected straight to the mental health care institution because it's very clear that because once they are declared state patients, they have to follow a certain route instead of them maybe being admitted as involuntary as a uh, mental health care users, then they would not have to come to correctional services but go straight to the designated mental health institution. And the other thing, especially in Khaujian province, we have the two designated mental health institutions, the Stepfontaine and Vescovitz, which mostly admit long-term mental health care users, and thereby limiting the output or the discharge from those facilities, and thus leading to the non-availability of beds. And of note, like as 
we saw in the, the, the status where the, in Pumalanga province, we, have, we do not have a dedicated mental health care institution and they rely uh, mostly in Gauteng province for admission of those state stations. And we need to indicate that even in that um, Pumalanga where they, there's no, they were not transferred for that period um, as, uh, from May up until now, but we have a dedicated Department of Health psychiatrist who consults, continues to come into our correctional facilities to come and consult those um, declared state patients. We have the, the longest serving, uh, not less serving, the longest admitted state patient in correctional services is in Fumalanga, who has been in our facilities since 2016. The mitigations that we are uh, putting on on the transfers of the state patients is a successful collaboration with the National Department of Health whereby and also the designated psychiatrist from the Department of Health will come into the correctional facilities to render uh, services, mental health care services to the state patients. And we ensure that so that there is in all the facilities there is um, quality care to all the state patients that are in our facilities. We developed and implemented the standardized tools to ensure that there's comprehensive and consistent management of state patients in all the DCS facilities. We also avail as a department the audiovisual facilities for presentation of those state patients to the Department of Health psychiatrists in areas where the psychiatrist is not able to come into our facilities to ensure that they continue to have their services uh, whilst awaiting for a bed and transfer to a dedicated mental health institution. The other success is that um, we have, there will be those um, state patients in our facilities that have appointments to go out to for consultation. We make sure that those appointments are prioritized and SAPS is informed in time. Because uh, remember, in terms of the responsibilities, the SAPS responsibility to uh, transport the state patients to and from our facilities. So in time, uh, SAPS will be informed of those scheduled appointments and they will come collect and then the patients continue to have their uh, consultation at the designated mental health institution. And the challenges that we are having, or in conclusion, we say despite the challenges with regard to the resources and healthcare services, as well as the impact of COVID-19, where we saw a lot of relapses in the mental health care users, and also the high burden of um, mental health care users within our facilities. There's concerted effort by the DCS, both nationally to ensure that provision of quality mental health care services for all mental health care users, including the state patients. And there's also ongoing collaboration uh, with the National Department of Health to ensure that all the declared state patients are transferred to the designated mental health institutions. Thank you. Thank you. Are you are you done? Yes, thank you, Chairperson. I'm done. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the presentation. Um, at this point, before I invite members to ask uh, 
the rep of the health department uh, to talk to us from what uh, you have heard. Any contributions you want to make? Yes, thank you very much, Honorable Chair, Honorable Deputy Minister, and members who attended this meeting. And thank you again for the opportunity. I must start, uh, Chair, by highlighting that South Africa, just like all other countries, are facing a high prevalence of mental illness. And the crime rates also are on the rise. And in terms of the prevalence of mental illness, this has been exacerbated by the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, that had significant impact on the mental health and mental well-being of our people, and also the interrelationship of mental illness and non-communicable diseases, which we are all aware that they are all on the rise, not excluding HIV and AIDS and all other communicable diseases. So over and above that, so, so that has led to a high demand for general mental health services in our country. And, and the pandemic itself has actually overstretched the available resources in the health sector to provide health services. So, so the, the issue of the beds, uh, uh, just for me to comment, uh, yes, it's one of the key contributory factors to the, to the accumulation of state patients waiting in correctional services for admission in, in psychiatric hospitals. Uh, we have 14 designated psychiatric hospitals in the country. So in other words, uh, not all psychiatric hospitals. I, I, I didn't get that. You said you have? We have 14 psychiatric hospitals. One, Can four. You get One, four. 14 psychiatric for hospitals. Country. For the whole country. Come again. For the whole country. We have, and I'll explain the reason why. We have 14 designated psychiatric hospitals. These are hospitals that have been designated to provide this service in terms of the Mental Health Care Act. And this is because of the maximum security requirements that we have to put in place in this facility, in this facility, so that we must be able to provide for the mental health inputs, including security requirements required for state patients. This facilities also provides for mentally ill prisoners that will be sent from correctional services to be managed in the Department of Health. So not all psychiatric hospitals have got that capacity because it also required specialized HR inputs and requirements to be able to adapt to the mental health needs and the reintegration programs that are required for such patients. We have a challenge, Chair, as it has been indicated already in Pumalanga, that Pumalanga is one province that doesn't have a dedicated specialized psychiatric hospitals. The plans are underway to construct that hospital, I must say, but it has had a significant impact also on the forensic mental health services. However, the province has put plans in place to provide services for state patients that can be managed 
at the level of other hospitals on outpatient basis and others in other hospitals. But the difficult to manage patients, state patients are referred to Gauteng province, specifically Vescopis. And that is why it was referred in the presentation that uh, they are referred to Gauteng province for, for further management. So, so going back to the issue of the beds chair, the, 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 there is a high demand for state patients in the country. On the database of the Department of Health, we, had a, we have about 8,000 state patients countrywide. Some of them are, 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 are in the community as part of their leave of absence, which is one intervention that we are implementing to try to open up beds. These are patients that have improved and they are then sent home for short periods. They come back. Others will relapse and become sick again and they have to be immediately admitted in our facilities. But just to demonstrate the high demand for state patients, Chair, from January to December uh, 2021, we had uh, 250 new state patients that were referred to our facilities. This is over and above the other cases that we had on our, on, on our system. For the past two months, in general, from January to February, we have admitted 68 new state patients. And if we look at the bed availability, we are standing at 80 to 90% bed occupancy and utilization in our facilities. And that is why we have this accumulation of state patients that we cannot absorb immediately when the court order is issued. So Chair, I'm raising this to, to demonstrate to you that even if the, 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 the Department of Health can be able to provide beds, which means we have to be able to build a new 30-bedded ward every month for state patients. If we have to, to approach this, uh, this challenge through improving the number of beds, it means then there must be a new 30 bedded unit built every month. And I think uh, you can agree with me that that will not be a tenable solution. What we have always uh, put across in our intersectoral uh, engagements with colleagues was to say, let's look at implementing other options in the act for uh, 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 the accused that have been found not to be criminally uh, responsible. The Amendment Act provides for other options, for example, diverting them through involuntary means so that they are not state patients. So I can say, uh, Chair, that this option of uh, uh, using other options for us as the Department of Health we would like to put it across uh, in this platform and the DM to say that maybe the Department of Justice can go back and, and look at how best we can use other options that are provided for in the Criminal uh, Procedures Act. There are other options, the involuntary that I spoke about, uh, conditional and unconditional means that can be used. But for now, largely, the main, the main option that is used is declaring uh, people as state patients and the system is, is over, overloaded. If we are able to declare patients involuntary, we have 64 designated psychiatric hospitals that can be able to provide the required bed availability. 
And that is why we do not have a waiting list for involuntary mental health care users, even those that have been declared through by the courts. And, and as, as, as uh, the correctional services has indicated that it's not that all the state patients that are declared are sent to correctional services. There are some instances and provinces where we are able to admit patients within the 40 day stipulated period in, in, the, in, the, in the act after the issue of the order. Another issue, Chair, I don't want to take long, but I think the other important fact for me is the, to highlight the throughput of state patients from the hospitals. Because the, 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 the door into the hospitals is wide open, but the output is limited. Relatively very few patients are discharged or reclassified from psychiatric hospitals. We have had less than 10 patients in the past 12 months that have been uh, discharged. And, and the, the main reason is that once the clinical team has made a decision that the person qualifies for, for conditional discharge or discharge or reclassification, they have to go back to the courts to make an application for the judge in chambers to consider the application. So this process chair takes long and it significantly contributes to the accumulation of the backlogs because the beds remain full most of the time. So therefore the admission rate for state patients in our country is very high compared to the rate of discharges or the outlet of, of state patients from, from the psychiatric hospitals. So those are my, 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 my remarks chair in terms of commenting on the on the presentation, but I will then follow up if I'm being asked to, to comment further during the discussions. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for, for that addition and your, and your contribution from the side of the health. Colleagues, can I invite uh, members to interact? with the presentation from DCS and the additional comments made from the health department, Honorable Kola Ngola and Honorable Jano Engelbrecht, followed by Noma Temba Jele, in that order. Well, thank you, Chair. Uh, Malungu a subcommittee and both departments. And on record, welcome the presentation from DCS and the input from the Department of Health. Chair, I think let's start about this availability of back crisis. In the report, it is reported that uh, you have two uh, facilities in the Eastern Cape, which is Fort England and Komani. You equally have two in, in, in Gauteng, uh, which uh, in excess, uh, you have got a Mpumalanga hot spotting uh, from, from Gauteng, which actually means you have none. Uh, uh, in Pumalanga, but the report says uh, 
we have got 14 in the country. Then where is the rest of the 10 uh, located? If you can be given that, that the rest of the 10 is, is in this province and this province and that province. The, 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 the another issue, Chair, is that uh, you, when you follow up, you have got a, a gap period between the court ordering and the actual placement of the state patient, which may be 28 days or 14 days. Then within DCS facilities, what happens with these state patients? Are there any form of activities that they are engaged in? Is, are there any forms of uh, medications for those who must take medication that are provided within DCS facilities? Yeah, there, is an, there is an issue is raising, which I think is very correct. I think the subcommittee chair and the department must make a study of coherence between the Correctional Services Act, the Criminal Procedure Act, the Mental Health Care Act, in terms of what we're discussing here. Was it looks like there is a certain uh, kind of incoherence in terms of how courts come to some decisions and what the other legislative instrument says and the other legislative instrument says. So I, I think, Chair, let's, let's, let's make that study so that we, we better advise if there is a need for a, 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 a fundamental enactment of relevant provisions to suit uh, the, the current situation. So I, I propose Chair, that the subcommittee must, must make those uh, more, more, uh, uh, studies. Uh, equally, it will serve, Chair, what Jill Zindaba is raising. Whether or not should it be compulsory for a state patient to be taken straight to DCS facility for them to await an available bed in, 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 from the Department of Health. If so, if, if for example, you take care, there's an SY case from the Eastern Cape of Adam, uh, uh, was taken to a facility uh, for quite a number of uh, months. Uh, but the court ordered upon application by the mother of the state patient that actually the state patient was supposed to have been directed to go home if the Department of Health has nowhere, has nowhere bed space for such kind of, of, of health conditions. Now, I think th there must be a discussion chair around, around this thing so that it informs properly whether to we is there a need for for enactment of certain provisions into this act or not and how best do we balance if indeed there is a need and uh, some stage patients must be taken home instead of a tcs facility how then do we balance that with our people not losing confidence into our 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 justice system i think it's, it would be an ongoing discussion chair it won't be something that we can uh, we can uh, 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 decide today. The last issue which I would like to raise, uh, DCS presents here 
that part of our fundamental plans to, to counter the fact that some patients spend some time in the DCS facilities than the psychiatric hospital is. Let there be psychiatrists from the Department of Health to go and do the service in the DCS facilities. But noting that the health input says there is an overwhelming growth of demand of beds for psychiatric patients. Now, that being the case, it equally means the demand does not only revolve around beds, it revolves around medical practitioners as well. So I want to check us, I want us to check the reality of a growing demand of psychiatric beds and psychiatric practitioners within the Department of Health and the reality of taking psychiatrists from Department of Health to do the service in the DCS facilities. I want us to, 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 to balance and check if pragmatically will this be a really an effective and a positive solution to this problem that we're in. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Ngola, uh, for that contribution. Uh, I now invite Honorable Yano Engelbrecht. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and um, thanks to the <clears throat> contributions from our Department of Correctional Services for the uh, presentation. Firstly, Mr. Chair, I would like to agree with the Deputy, Deputy Minister's um, uh, initial uh, uh, statement that um, I do not think that it is reasonable at all to take mental, uh, mentally ill patients and uh, accommodate them in, in correctional services. I don't believe that it is that it forms part of um, Department of Correctional Services uh, uh, core function. Um, I mean, the, the, the department is not equipped to handle these things. And I, I, I also think that it falls outside of um, the department's constitutional mandate. However, um, we sit with the um, Section 77 um, amendment uh, to the, the, the Act. Um, but I believe the 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 initial uh, idea there was that this would be a temporary uh, uh, measure, but now things are as they are, and um, we sit here in the Department of Correctional Services Portfolio Committee um, discussing a problem that is in essentially a Department of Health problem, because that is what it is. Um, I think there is huge risk involved for the Department of, of Correctional Services in that um, they have they now have to accommodate um, these uh, individuals in already overpopulated um, facilities, um, resulting in all kinds of things that's not intended. Um, and the risk is that um, it, could, it could result in claims against correctional services because of, of, of uh, things that might happen to these people. Um, so I firstly, I think that um, because Section 77 
do not is not clear on a, a, a time limit. It just says that you know if there's not a bed available, um, these people should be accommodated at in in a correctional services facility, um, which I don't think is is, is really fair. Um, and and maybe a, a suggestion would be that uh, an, an interdepartmental uh, discussion can take place between correctional services and uh, Department of Health that can discuss uh, time limits and possible mitigating procedures dealing with instances like the one we have in in, in uh, uh, Mupumalanga. Um, what should be done there? There must be a procedure in place. Um, and maybe also um, if, if uh, in, in an investigation, go look at what is happening in the Western Cape, because obviously there's, there's no issue like this. Um, uh, investigate why this is, maybe if it is indeed the case, um, to replicate whatever is happening there. Because um, uh, I can't believe that there's less uh, of a problem in terms of uh, uh, mental health in the Western Cape than anywhere else in the in, in the country. I, I can't see any reason for that. So there must be something that people are doing there that is very, very different from what they are doing elsewhere in the country. And maybe it's, it's worthwhile investigating what's happening there. If it is uh, applicable replicate what they are doing there so that we do not have this this problem because um, I, I, I mean, it scares me to think that something might happen to these patients. You get some uh, lawyer or, or some family members that's very upset. They take the Department of Correctional Services to court and the court says, yeah, well, um, it is true. Human rights were violated, bloody blah, the whole uh, thing. And uh, we the, the department has to pay hundreds of thousands, if not millions of rands um, towards a person that was not their core responsibility in the first place. And I, I think it is unreasonable and it is very unfair. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Good morning to the members and good morning to the department and, and to the, our DM. Uh, Chairperson, I think my colleagues have covered me uh, in so many ways, particularly on this issue of the legislation. Uh, Honorable uh, Ngola has, has just elaborated uh, uh, on each chair. So I think there's a serious problem. It's, a, it's this, this issue of state patient, it's a serious problem. I think uh, all parties must get involved in assisting the, uh, the department in resolving this matter. Because to me, it's, it's like the issue that does not belong to us, chair because uh, the Department of Health must take, must take responsibility on this. Considering, Chairperson, uh, the problems that we have as, as a department, they must come into a, 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 the rescue of the, the department. We have been crying about the issue of shortage of beds, uh, overcrowding, and, and, and so many issues. Uh, because it's even 
this problem, it puts more pressure on our ratio between inmates and the officials. And hence, we have so many problems that our officials are not even able to handle. It's like they are trying by all means to to assist, to make sure that, uh, you know, they live by day. So I think uh, I heard a, a chairperson when the department was saying they are continually engaging with the Department of Health on this. We want to hear the progress so that we can see how we intervene. What is the problem? What is the backlog? What is the, the stoppage that they can't get a, 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 a breakthrough? get a breakthrough on this matter, because we want to hear the stronger voice from the Department of Health, Chairperson. And I was, um, I'm also covered on the issue of the Western Cape. I'm, 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 I'm also interested to hear exactly uh, uh, why is Western Cape is having zero, zero. So can the department also assist us on, 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 on that matter? Uh, Chairperson, also, I didn't hear the department maybe giving us, or maybe I missed that one, giving us a, a, a information from the presentation of how many of the inmates of this kind that are housed in our facilities. Uh, because, Chairperson, I'll tell you why. I think that issue of really... Uh, exchanging or taking these inmates back to their country after they have committed a <laughs> crime in South Africa. We still have to revisit that one. I know that we are uh, South Africa has been committed in, in these laws that bind us that we can't take them back home. I can imagine, Chairperson, with the economy that we are facing now, that we will continually take a pressure when it comes to these issues because we hear that some of them they are saying oh we want to uh, stay in south africa but they are not behaving so how do we assist our departments on this matter how many of these uh, foreigners uh, if they don't have that uh, report they can give us next time when they come they come back and then uh, the last one, Chair, it is the plans uh, that the department is saying they are having in, in terms of uh, constructing a hospital in Pumalang. How far are those plans? What is the time frame uh, for us to have that facility to assist also easing the pressure, the pressure that is now faced by Gauti. Thank you, Chair. I'll pause. Thank you very much, Honorable Jenny. Um, I'm now going to invite the responses. I will start with the Health uh, Department, uh, Ms. Eva Mulitsi, to respond, and then followed by the DCS team. But just for for the Health, uh, Ms. Mulitsi, uh, Honorable Nola is asking you to give a, a breakdown of those 14 or 10 to be specific. 
you might want to add and tell us as part of that breakdown, what is the capacity of all of these 14 designated psychiatric hospitals um, so that we understand the specifics of the challenge. And, and I think uh, Honorable Jano Engelbrecht would have also indicated something towards that in relation to what is it that is done differently, better, or as a best practice in the Western Cape, uh, that they they are at a different space than others. Can you come in? Yes, thank you very much, uh, Chair. I can do that. Uh, so starting with the, the first comment around the the designated hospitals uh, over and above the the two that has been reported and their capacity. Uh, Chair, I can give you the, the stats and we can actually even provide this uh, report later. But uh, we have got uh, these facilities in all provinces except Mpumalanga. Just, just as you proceed, so by the way, you, you are aware of this meeting. Why did you not prepare a report? Because you are raising very important issues, but they are more verbal. You want to talk to that as well? Yes, I can. Uh, uh, from the invitation that I got, uh, Mr. Cutler, I think, is with me here. We are told that we would not be uh, presenting, but will be requested to respond to the issues that will emanate. But uh, that we can we can address chair uh, and provide a written report later on the issues that have emanated but i do have the the inputs that that are required uh, that i can take you through uh, for for an example in northwest province we've got bopilong hospital it's got capacity to provide for state patients it has got 100 and uh, let me just do this bopilong hospital in northwest has got 130 beds Hayani Hospital in Limpopo has got 47 beds for state patients. Free State Psychiatric Complex has got 144 beds. Komani Hospital in Eastern Cape has got 150. Fort England, 184. Northern Cape, 80. Vescopis, 249 beds. Stackfontein, 365. Falkenberg, 147. Fort Napier in KZN, 378. Tabamopu in Limpopo, again, 84. Umzimkulu in KZN, 60 beds. Madadeni in KZN, 46 beds. And Lentehia Hospital in, in, in Western Cape, 150 beds. So that is the breakdown chair and, and the bed capacity that has been uh, requested. So, so if I move then to to the other 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 questions, in terms of what is happening, what Honourable Nola asked, what is happening with the state patients whilst waiting? Uh, uh, my colleague uh, from DCS indicated that we had a close we have a close collaboration. We actually even started a project uh, which we piloted in Eastern Cape where we would be able, we are able as the Department of Health to go there together with the specialist psychiatrist to review mental health care users, not only state patients, even the ones that are still waiting 
uh, for other reasons in correctional services we are able to do that review and initiate medication and that we thought uh, helped a lot chair because over and above being a human right for the state patients to have access to medication it actually also helped in the stabilization of the users which reduced a lot of uh, undesired reports that emanated in these centers because of unstable and uncontrolled uh, state patients due to their mental illness. And, and I do uh, agree that the, the, we need to have a, a review of the legislation in terms of the Mental Health Care Act, Criminal Procedures Act, and the Correctional Services Act so that we, we map out the processes and try to unblock all the, the bottlenecks in the system. As I've highlighted already, Chair, that one of the contributory factors that we think is, is contributing to the accumulation of backlogs in the Department of Health is the high rate of referrals for state patients. And that we have submitted, uh, we have submitted proposals to the Department of, of Justice uh, to be considered in the review of the Criminal Procedures Act, which starts uh, at the process of mental observations when a person is apprehended and referred for mental observations to say that there should be at the beginning a process of preliminary screening so that not everybody subjected to this whole process. There are other uh, uh, cases that can be handled at that point that can be diverted to the health system at that point for the proper medication. And they don't have to go and block the forensic system and then have to wait in the correctional services because of the unavailability of beds in the Department of Health. So that we welcome, Chair. We have already made strides in, as the Department of Health, we have submitted inputs uh, to the Department of Correctional Services on what we propose could be could be reviewed and revised to, to address the, the situation. So I'm already answering the issue around availability of psychiatrists going to DCS. And also there are many other human resource interventions that we have put in place. This includes the training that we have done as the Department of Health, which included officials from correctional services on the basic mental health clinical skills so that they are able to, to be able to care for these patients while waiting. And, and the recommendation is that the state patients are kept in the health facilities in correctional services. So we are of the understanding that in those facilities we have professional nurses that we work closely with to be able to provide the necessary treatment at that point in time. The other intervention, Chair, is that we, we, we are contracting private professionals to augment the, the, the existing public sector resources so that we are able to increase the capacity of psychiatrists, psychologists, and registered counselors to be able to provide for the resources that, that are required. And on annual basis, the Department of Health puts an advert which has gone out in, on the 24th of February this year to try to contract, uh, attract private psychiatrists and psychologists who are interested to provide the services. And that list is provided to the Department of Justice 
to be used and implemented by, by the courts as and when it is required. So that is basically around the human resource interventions. Honorable Angel Brecht uh, uh, checked uh, uh, the issues around the provisions of Section 77. Yes, that is a temporary measure in terms of waiting temporarily in correctional services. I think the issue of, of the, the period, the waiting period uh, before the Department of Health is able to make a bed available varies per, per province and where the issues, the challenges are. We are facing a, a challenge mainly in Bumalanga, as we have already indicated that they have to wait to come to to, to Houteng province. But in most other provinces, the waiting period has been reduced uh, so that we are able then to provide for the necessary beds within a period of six months where, where it is possible. And, and we have interdepartmental discussions, even in Pumalanga province, with uh, all uh, counterparts from SAPS, Correctional Services and legal, uh, legal Unit and the Department of Justice to try to come up with ways of, of improving the services in the province. As about what is done differently in Western Cape, Chair, let me indicate that it is not only Western Cape that doesn't have a waiting list. The accumulation of state patients is, is, is in mainly in three provinces. It is largely in free state as we speak, we had about 40, 46 uh, uh, state patients that were waiting as at uh, December 2021. We also have the accumulation in Gauteng. Uh, by, by February, this, the, the latest report showed that we have 27 state patients for Gauteng, and 17 of those are from Mpumalanga province. And then we also have 12 for, for, for Northern Cape. So this is largely where the larger concentration of state patients are. And, and, and that is the reason why I'm saying it is not only Western Cape that, that doesn't have the, 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 the backlog. We have made strides in Eastern Cape uh, where the, the February report indicated a zero waiting list for state patients. And in the past, that's where the concentration was. So, so we are progressively improving uh, trying all efforts chair to, to avert the challenge. But as I mentioned, the, the issue of the throughput of state patients, in as much as we can be able to admit all state patients, this problem will still remain because the output from the Department of Health is limited. But for, for the past 12 months, only 10 state patients had been discharged through the court processes. So Chair, we can look at the number of admissions that I have reported and the number of, of discharges. So we have to also in the review of the legislation, look at how best we can be able to unblock the bottleneck. And the bottleneck largely is around the processes for discharge. Applications are submitted back to the courts and the responses are very limited and very slow. So that is where we have a, a, big, a, a big problem. The other issue in terms of the review of the legislation is that, we, which we have submitted as the Department of Health, is that there has to be a, a system where if someone regains their mental capacity 
and their ability to consent, they are then able to go back to the courts to continue with the trial. But in terms of the current legislation, everybody who sent a, a declared as a state patient, whether they improve within a short period of time, they regain their criminal responsibility and all that, there is no way that they can go back to the court to be retrialed. So that is why we've got this accumulation of state patients uh, in, in the health facility. As I say, that the health system is also overwhelmed. It's, it's loaded. And we are trying all means to try to accommodate all new referrals. But unfortunately, Chair, this is the situation we find ourselves in. Thank you very much. OK, thank you. Then I go to DCS. Thank you, In terms of certification um, regarding the um, foreign nationals, we do not currently we do not have uh, a breakdown of uh, whether the, the state patients are foreigners or whatever uh, or non the South Africans. What happens is we offer they will come to uh, our facility a state patient and we'll just continue, but that can be provided for in the future. Thank you. I think Dr. Mulupi has covered almost all the questions. It was just that one that was remaining. Thank you, Chairperson. Can I get any follow-ups from members? Chairperson. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I didn't hear the answer the question i mean to say the response on the issue of the plans in terms of constructing a one facility in pomalanga from pomalanga uh, about this the the, the 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 facility for state patients chair in order to ease a pressure for okay I didn't hear that one. Okay, thank you. Any any other, any other follow up? Are we all happy with the responses, members? Thank you. Okay, I see no hand. All right, uh, a quick response to to the last follow up. Uh, Ms. Molotz. Thanks, Honorable Chair. Uh, as I indicated, uh, there are plans uh, in Pumalanga for the construction of a psychiatric hospital. We have uh, recently worked on the business plan, uh, but I do not have the actual date that I can say to the members to say the hospital will be built as and when. But that information, I think, if the chair allows, can be made available as we would have to contact the province and get all the, 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 the plans in terms of the timelines uh, that we can then come back and provide to the committee, if it's allowed, chair. Thank you. Okay. Fine. That's in order. Done. Thank you. Uh, being, there being no other follow-ups, colleagues.
um, I think uh, this is a point where we we need to wrap it up to thank the team for their presentation. There's quite a lot of work that still needs to be done. Some of it uh, in direct control or in some areas not in control of the different teams. Uh, I think the security has noted some of the things that we're, not, we're going to need as follow-ups. Um, I think you've already promised the, the written report of what you presented, if that can be forwarded to the committee from the team health side. Um, the list of your foreign national state patients from DCS. And the last point that has just been raised, the possibilities in, in Pumalanga, what's possible there in terms of the facility. Um, I think uh, that's it uh, for now, colleagues, um, for both DCS and the help. We now can excuse you in the meeting. See, I'm checking if you are ready with our set of minutes that we can approve uh, in, the minute, in the meeting. Uh, listen up. Bye bye. Thank you. Yes. Can 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 I apologize, Chair, so that I can do a thorough checkup of where we left off? Then I'll send the minutes to the rest of the members for next meeting. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Well, thank you for that. We'll, we'll do that in our next meeting. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, colleagues, honorable members, and everybody else who's joined the meeting. It's now 10.42. Uh, the meeting is now adjourned. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Recording stopped.